KXSF LP, San Francisco 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. This is the Frequency Uplift, and we're taking over from our frequency partners, KSFP, San Francisco Public Press, San Francisco Community Radio in the house, and tonight on the Frequency Uplift is a couple of really nice specials. We had an interview recorded earlier last week with jazz pianist, composer Vijay Iyer. A great long interview, and we'll try to fit it all in. Also, uh, the Floricanto Festival is coming up next week in the Mission District. We'll talk a little bit with Josiah Luis Alderete about that at the 11 o'clock hour. But first, some of the music that we will be talking about with Vijay. Vijay, it is Children of Flint from his new album, Uneasy, a new trio new music, and we'll start with this.
And welcome back. This is KXSFLP, San Francisco 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. This is the Frequency Uplift, another Sunday night. Tonight we have uh, a very special interview with uh, Vijay, our amazing jazz composer, pianist, just released a new trio uh, recording on ECM Records with longstanding collaborator Kaishan Sori on drums and percussion, as well as the great bassist Linda Mehan O. And we're going to talk with him and uh, just a little business before we take we take off. You know, support for KXSF comes from the Barrel Room, San Francisco. In non-COVID times, the Barrel Room showcases the cuisine, wine, and spirits of different regions of the world with rotating menus. The Barrel Room has been forced to close temporarily, but plan to be back in better days. So we wish Barrel Room owner Sarah and her staff the best of luck and thank them for their ongoing support of KXSF LP San Francisco. San Francisco Community Radio. The process with you guys coming together and performing this new music. Sure. Um, well, first of all, I've worked very closely with Taishan Sori for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started playing with him in the early 2000s uh, when he was around 20 mm-hmm. and um and we've grown a lot together uh you know we've been on several albums together of my music um and collaborative projects and we've also we've traveled all over the world together mm-hmm. <laughs> performing yeah. um you know he he is on on my sextet album from a few years ago um but our performing history goes back long before that and in fact i've done trio tours with him quite a few in fact um and then also we have taught together at the summer workshop in banff in alberta canada Mm -hmm. uh for the last eight years something like that i mean it didn't happen last year and it won't happen this year i guess because of pandemic circumstances but um you know, that's a, this immersive three-week workshop that he and I co-direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's through there that we bring in a whole lot of other faculty year after year. Actually, each we're there for three weeks, and each week is a different faculty crew. So we end up having like 15 or 20 different artists coming through per year on the faculty side. Mm. And one of those, almost every single year, has been Linda, Linda Mehan O. Um, so we had many chances to play together over those years, uh, in fact, but not so much as a trio. It was usually more like we were supporting mm-hmm. a larger uh, ensemble formation or or just like sitting around in a faculty meeting and talking about stuff and work and like then checking out each other's music and stuff. But then in 2019, we finally had the chance to actually just play the trio rather than as the rhythm section of something larger. And when you do that, then like something else comes into focus in terms of the inner dynamics, like what's happening. Um, Basically the, it's like the background becomes the foreground, you know? So then 
suddenly all these uh, ways that we relate became like very prominent and, and intriguing. Mm-hmm. And so like, I remember we had a couple, a few gigs, like maybe a couple of gigs early in 2019. And then when we were back together at Banff in August of 2019, we um, said, hey, let's just play a trio set for fun, you know, mm-hmm. actually just for the students. Um, not even for, it wasn't even really public. It was just us and, you know, like about 50 students. And um, and something really just like clicked into place. I was like, oh, this is actually, <laughs> there's something like, there's a power here and a subtlety and a electricity. Yeah. Um, so right after we played that set, I said, hey, you guys want to make a record? <laughs> Literally, that's what happened. It wasn't even about like, what should we play? It was just like, this group feels like something and it doesn't even matter what we play. You know, that's how it felt like, what I want to document is that feeling. And so that's sort of how it started. And then a few months later we made the album. And so in between August and December, I was trying to figure out what would be on it, you know, but, um, then we had some time to work it up and, and, uh, got it done. Thankfully, just before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a gorgeous album, and the chemistry is between you three is undeniable. It's really an interesting mix of of styles, and, and just I don't know. It's 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 hard to for me to articulate, but uh, it really feels like a beautiful um, interplay with you and Tashan. That to you a little bit about sort of the intent and the the consciousness that you bring to that there's really clearly a, a addressing political and social issues in this record um uneasy itself referring to the situation in the world right now and um talk to me a little bit about that and that your process i mean it's the standout tracks are you know of course children of flint as a addressing the water crisis there in, um, in flint michigan and combat breathing it's a really interesting piece. It's it's interesting how instrumental music can sort of carry that intent and that that kind of political charge. And I I mean I feel that in the work. And I'm curious about your thoughts about that. I'm glad that that feeling uh, is conveyed. Um, mm. You know I uh, try to approach the music with that kind of sincerity. You know, and I can also say that those pieces, both of those pieces that you mentioned aren't just mere dedications, like they were actually created to serve different political situations or different, I guess I'd say human rights crises, you know, whether it's um, environmental racism uh, that, you know, where pollute, you know, acts of want, you know, like pollution ends up um, disproportionately affecting a community of color, for example, or uh, in the case of combat breathing, like that was created actually for a protest. Like we, we, I played it to support a protest action, you know, that's when it was originally created. Um, And so it was actually about like how we show up as artists in relation to these struggles or whether, <laughs> whether we show up and how. Um, and I also know then that like, aside from the title itself, mm-hmm. 
um, and whatever like imperative brought the piece of music into being, you know, as it propagates in the world, it just kind of moves on it on its own. Like I don't have any control over how you hear it, you know. Exactly. But I do think that 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 combination of factors, both the like intent behind it, the urgency with which it was created, and then something about the title kind of setting that energy off in a very specific way, in a kind of like, um, you know, a, a friend of mine, Brent Edwards, has written, um, he has a book called Epistrophes that came out a couple of years ago. And part of it is him, he writes, one chapter is about Henry Threadgill's music, and in particular, Henry Threadgill's titles, <laughs> which if you know them, any of them, they're all quite, um, intriguing, mysterious, whimsical. Mm -hmm. But the way he described it was there's a micro poetics to the song title, you know, like a, what a title does for a piece of instrumental music, the kind of like energy it imbues in it or the sort of aura or the, um, or even just a, that juxtaposition does something. And so I guess I think about what those juxtapositions do and, and what they elicit. Mm -hmm. So even the word uneasy, which was, um, you know, that's a, it's a the title of a piece of music that's on the album that itself was written ten years ago, <laughs> in a very different political moment, and yet unease has been the kind of running theme for a long time. I'd say at least for the entire twenty first century, and certainly since nine eleven here in New York. Yeah. So that's twenty years. Um, not just because of. The violence of that act but also state violence in response you know and the way that that has affected communities of color here in new york city and around the u.s you know that was the formation of ice mm -hmm. which is uh, one of the most brutal um, state police you know or like state sanctioned police violent police forces in existence yeah so it, like all of that created a certain aura of unease even in the years of Obama which is when that you know that piece was written there was still this sense like um you know of imbalance of like uh actually well I think of the phrase no one is free until everyone is free you know and I, I think I I think what was becoming apparent is the magnification of inequality in this century and so that's kind of maybe what was behind all of that um but then like having that term uneasy both be the title of a piece of music and also the title of the album yeah. again does that sort of like um you know when you read that word it doesn't immediately say like oh i want to buy that you know like that's not your first impulse right it actually is this like oh what is that yeah to you know so like i actually wanted to set it off in that way that's kind of like mm -hmm complicated you know because we're in this pretty we've been in a global crisis situation you know obviously for the last year and change but um but the the truth of the matter is much deeper and extends much longer yeah. in fact back in the DJ Ayer with new music, Uneasy, 
This is the title track that we were just talking about in conversation tonight on Frequency Uplift with jazz pianist, composer, the J. Iyer. Thank you. 
right it gives you touching. A, a, and it gives you a chance to like experience change in the right. midst of it right that's what you mean right that um there's a progression of energy there's a flow of energy that's not static and so you are carried through it or you're held through it or you hold it as you go move through it so those that kind of like both the feeling of holding and the feeling of moving i guess those two um feelings that relate to so many other um world you know real world experiences like um movement like social movements or like uh caring for each other you know like actually like something about music is especially recorded music is very intimate you know it's like you're being held by someone you know that's what it can often feel like i mean it's a, a an interesting thing because it's both both individually like that but also in performance people like you know sort of this democracy of people having that experience together experiencing <laughs> the change you know and, and going wow okay i i was moved by this and look look at all these other people here as well um, yeah in a way it feels like you know uh, spurring thought spurring change spurring that potentiality within an individual is the beauty and power in, in your music but in music in general yes well thanks and um certainly that ritual quality that's um you know what a gathering is for you know mm -hmm. that's something that uh has mattered to us and it was like i said in that context this band was born you know as sort of like okay we are here to share this and bear witness to it together i mean it's interesting you talk about sort of the, I'm, I'm curious actually to just back up to talk about combat breathing and how that came about as a as a protest i know there was a stage die-in at brooklyn academy of music or something that's right like that yes in my research a little bit <laughs> yes there was a... oh, tell me about that process because i'm i'm intrigued as an activist you know about mm. that role of art you know and, 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 uh, yeah and that, it's yeah. funny because i was very uh, i wasn't sure what to do so what happened was i had this run of concerts at brooklyn academy of music mm -hmm. um at the end of 2014 and they had commissioned me to create a solo piano piece to open the show. Mm -hmm. And then the other pieces, the other projects that were on there, one was like me playing with a string quartet and the second was this, uh, the, the third piece was um, this film, live film score that we created. Um, it was a nice, you know, it was a nice program, but then when I was trying to like figure out what I wanted to do, in winter, you know, in December 2014 as a solo pianist. And while outside it felt like the world was burning, you know, like, um, I mean, cause that was the year that Michael Brown was killed, Tamir Rice was killed and Eric Garner was killed. Like all, among others, Jordan Davis, was, I think that year or maybe the year before. Mm -hmm. But it was basically like that, you know, Ferguson uprising in August of, of that year, 14, was like the beginnings of the movement for Black Lives or the Black Lives Matter movement. Or, mm -hmm. um, and it was really like, okay, who are any of us in relation to this struggle? That's sort of like question that I think mm -hmm. 
gripped many of us. Like, what am I doing to serve the movement? And um, and then there was something about dealing with Brooklyn Academy of Music, which is itself a historically white institution mm -hmm. in a historically black neighborhood in Brooklyn. All right, so in fact, back in the day, they used to have a shuttle bus from the Upper East Side of Manhattan <laughs> to bring their preferred denizens to, you know, not have to take the subway, you know, right. that filthy uh, conveyance. So you could, you could, you should, you know, here's your elite, um, you know, your elite transport to this like elite concert hall. And so I had that feeling too, that actually the institution was part of the problem, you know? And also I had this feeling that I had been programmed as sort of like a certain kind of diversity uh, element, like in yeah. the sense that I, as a South Asian American, seem to, you know, in their programming makes it look like they care about non-white people. Yeah. Um, but institutionally, what you see is that they haven't historically cared about black people, black Americans, especially, you know, they might bring in a dance troupe from Africa, but they won't like actually give resources to people from the community they are in, you know? So that was the tension that I felt. And I remember like, I was sort of at, I was, thinking about these die-ins, at the time there were a lot of die-ins happening to the point where it became all this weird cliche, like um, like a selfie selfie moment, you know, like, look, Ma, I'm at the die-in, you know, this kind of thing. And it wasn't, didn't feel like it was doing the right kind of work. And I remember I talked to Robin D.G. Kelly, who's a dear friend of mine, uh, a longtime activist, uh, historian. Um, he's a this incredible black Marxist visionary historian uh, who teaches at UCLA. Uh, and he wrote that really important biography of Thelonious Monk, if you've ever seen that. Um, but anyway, he, because because he's a historian of social movements, but in particular black activism. Um, so I talked to him about the idea and he was very supportive. And he said like, you know, the point of a die-in is to throw your bodies of the gear on the gears of society. So actually like stop things from happening. You know, it's not just a spectacle. It's actually like a, it's the way of getting in the way. So then we had this idea of instead of me playing, <laughs> we would just get in the way. <clears throat> and in fact, maybe let it go on a little too long so that people might actually think that there's no show. Right. You know, people, white ticket buyers who had shown up might for a moment have this feeling of like, oh, mm. something I had not expected or desired or paid for is happening to me right now. Right. So this so that was before performance began, basically? Or it basically happened? happened, it was in the program, it said untitled solo piano piece. Mm-hmm. And instead what happened is, so I connected with a, a friend of mine who's a choreographer named Paloma McGregor. Mm -hmm. And she has this, um, this, she works, she started this collective called Dancing While Black of mm -hmm. African-American 
um, dancers and choreographers. And so she put together with her, with a bunch of her colleagues and then many of my colleagues too, this protest action where it was basically black, uh, uh, you know, something like 30 or 35, maybe 40 (laughs) black people um, doing a die-in and then standing up and facing the audience. And there was a choreography to it. Uh, including like action um, gestures that had to do with encounters with the police. So like um, people just drew from what had happened, you know, their own experiences with police. So, mm-hmm. and so this piece was made to to um, to serve that entire arc, you know. And, and in fact, I had said like I don't actually want to. I'm not sure I should play. And they said, well, your playing will help us do this so we need your help you know so that's basically what it was for was to kind of and um you know and then the thing about it was i i'm not sure what the audience felt but i know that the people doing it felt something they felt a moment of because it was confrontational actually it was not just dying in but standing up and facing this room full of 800 white people (laughs) <laughs> mostly you know like 99 percent white people yeah. um and so what was that so it was about that encounter actually mm-hmm. and um the uh the you know in a moment that feels stuck to actually try to create some movement i guess that's basically what, was, what we were trying to do yeah and that is the j are in discussion about his piece from the new album, Uneasy. This is Combat Breathing, and you're listening to Frequency Uplift to Kicks. It's FLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Streaming on the World Wide Web at kxsf.fm. And back momentarily, this is Combat Breathing.
Well, that was, I mean, the, the quote is, uh, the, the phrase comes from a quote by Franz Fanon ah. from the book, A Dying Colonialism. I'm going to just pull up the quote so I don't get it wrong. Um, yes, it, it's sort of, um, under this condition, the individual's breathing is an observed and occupied breathing. It is a combat breathing. Mm. So, you know, that's where he was talking about the kind of like surveillance state of basically like the condition of imperialism, of, right. colo of being colonized. Right. Um, but then it extends to police states everywhere. And that was Combat Breathing from Vijay Iyer's new release in a trio with Taishan Sori and bassist Linda Mehan O. Uh, the album Uneasy, just out, I think in uh, April actually, but uh, recently out on ECM Records. We're here at Frequency Uplift on KXSFLP San Francisco in a recorded discussion with Vijay Iyer and uh, talking about art and social change, his music, the context, and the joy and the resistance inherent in some of that. But time to take care of a little business. And, you know, he had lived here for a long time, had done residencies um, at San Francisco Performance, and I heard him first at the Cap Street Music Center, in fact, a wonderful community institution, which we are going to give some props to right here, right now. Community Music Center is a San Francisco vital hub for music education and performance anchored in the city's Mission District and the Outer Richmond. Founded in 1921, CMC is a nonprofit organization providing high-quality music instruction to anyone, regardless of financial means, and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. For information on classes, summer camps, or how you can help CMC enrich scholarships for in-need students, go to sfcmc.org. Thank you to Community Music for supporting the arts in San Francisco and in the Bay Area. Check them out. Uh, we also want to take a moment here while we're doing business to uh, honor another underwriter. Our uh, thankful for support for KXSF comes from ChoochCast, the first sports talk show on KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. They and Chooch has now expanded to Instagram, where you can follow Chooch on his journey across the globe at ChoochCast and at Sky Chooch. For baseball hot takes and travel photography, ChoochCast and Sky Chooch is where it's at. Thank you, Chooch, for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM. In the background, a little more uh, historicity, uh, an early trio uh, from the JR. Um, this uh, is the title track, Historicity, with uh, Stefan Crump on bass, Marcus Gilmore on drums. We'll hear a little bit more from this, but we're going to go back to the interview at this moment that is kind of wide-ranging, and we'll be back with you 
momentarily. Thanks for tuning in. This is KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Streaming at the World Wide Web at kxsf.fm. Veterans Project and the, you know, the, 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 no, 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 the surveillance state and the immigrant experience in. Uh, yeah, there's a project called In What Language that started. That's, that's what I. That's from 2003, and then we did a, something called Still Life with Commentator in 2006, mm-hmm. seven, mm-hmm. and then um, yes, the the Holding It Down, the Veterans Dreams Project, which um, came out in 2013. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all of that was sort of driven by life after 9-11, you know, and, and the aftermath of it. Um, like I was saying, the the rush to this, um, not just a surveillance state, but a surveillance industry, you know, surveillance capitalism is like the condition that we live under now. And then, you know, the global war on terror, this rush to this nonsensical kind of misdirected or, or falsely justified war or multiple wars um, in Iraq and Afghanistan that lasted have lasted you know Afghanistan still persists um, those wars uh, and uh, you know Abu Ghraib as another like touchstone moment of like oh this is this is the United States you know it is this superpower that tortures that kill civilians with uses drones to mm-hmm. to you know uh, supposedly surgically target but then all the all these like what do they call it um collateral damage collateral damage you know and um yeah so all of that i guess we found ourselves caught up in it both uh, you know particularly mike and i as two brown people i mean he's a he's african-american is he has, he has mixed parents uh and so because of that he's light-skinned enough that he can pass for a lot of different ethnicities and so through that it's kind of like this camaraderie builds between you know among a lot of people who find themselves in similar circumstances so that was kind of it's sort of like this new notion of community emerges through a common threat or common sense of um of danger you know it's the common sense of uh 
being surveilled or being policed or being uh, mistreated. So that's kind of how that whole series of works started. Uh, by the time we got to the third one, it was sort of like, well, we've been sort of talking about war without really talking about war. So then it was like, okay, let's work with, let's work directly with people who have been, you know, fighting war on our behalf, even when we think of ourselves as pacifists and whatever else, you know, anti-war activists, we're still paying taxes to send these people to war, you know, so then we're all complicit in this situation. And then we're, you know, like that situation that's creating generations of trauma because it's, you know, now it's like 18 years of people being, um, peeping, people suffering PTSD, for example, you know. So um, that is a generation. That's a whole gen, you know, that yeah. spans, spans a generation. And becomes inherited and passed down as we... Right. As we have children and you know, as these men have children and women have children. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way we had to uh, it, put our politics on hold just to kind of develop a different political stance from the, from empathy, like from just yeah. trying to empathize with um, people who've been through that, you know, through that thing that we put them up to. Right. And then and particularly working with veterans of color from those wars. That was the whole project was working, you know, asking veterans of color about their dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was about, you know, what is it like when you are, you know, first of all, these were racialized wars. So they were going to war against these brown enemies, you know. Um, and then these are brown people, black and brown people, doing it, like putting their bodies on the line and finding themselves experiencing more of a sense of kinship with their enemies than anything else. So we wanted to get at that, like try to try to open that up. And um, and then also one of the veterans we worked with was a drone pilot. She uh, was in the Air Force piloting unmanned planes over Iraq and um, from from Las Vegas, you know, she was on a console in an office in Las Vegas, yeah. uh, and so each Air Force base. Yes, and so she experienced her own version of PTSD from just doing that, and it was daily because it would be like you go to the office, you kill people, and then you go home, you know, and so like that was a combat experience that had not really been articulated before and so hearing her talk about that as a black woman in particular was like really um you know changed my life and then we found also that her being able to talk about it changed her life too Mm. they're amazing tracks i mean i yeah it's one of my favorite albums and i thanks thank you it really and the and the earlier collaboration as well um in what language you know that has this giant I mean, as you were talking about this whole sense of consciousness of our of the whole historical <laughs> the whole historical duration and breadth of colonialism and how it's yeah. expressed in, in that in war and in the, the surveillance.
black and white, bent metal scraping the roof of my mouth. Cracked glass on the iris of gray eyes, burned rubber and oil, gas like garlic, sharp flavor of vomit, jagged down the back of my throat, shrapnel covered vest, loud engine, striker tanks, tracked wheels, screaming babies with no sleep after a gunfight. No, I dream in color. Home for the six o'clock news, holidays, birthdays, arguments over useless shit and forget over makeup sex. I dream in color. Green grass, tall trees, neighbor's dog pooping on my front lawn, a backyard with a pool, red roses, yellow daisies, blue skies and pink smiles, a rainbow of laughter, bright eyes and a big brick house with a porch, wind chimes. When I dream, I dream of normalcy. This is KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at kxsf.fm. And we'll let, we're in conversation with Vijay R. And we'll let him take the top of the hour. This is Vijay Iyer. You're listening to KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. And we are so here at tonight really at the Frequency Uplift, talking to uh, with Vijay R about his new release and talking about his community projects with Mike Ladd um, and others. We just heard about Holding It Down, the Veterans Dreams Project from 2013 on Pi Recordings. We heard Dreams in Color from Lynn in the Bronx. Uh, and before that, discussions about that, we also heard uh, Historicity from his 2009 trio, uh, a different trio, and Combat Breathing. We're going to p- play a little bit more of the interview, bring some more music. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, as you can tell, we had a great long conversation that's been hard to fit into the first hour, but I'm going to play one Let's see, other little bit end with a a part of music and maybe we'll come back to that and uh, talk with Josiah Luis Alderete in just a little while about the Mission District Flor y Canto Festival poetry from that hub of culture in the Mission District of San Francisco, the 24th Street environs. And let's, but you know, it's, it's, and still, there's that dynamic tension. You're creating beautiful work that's going to hopefully instill some change and some reflection. And um, yeah, thank you for that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that project 
Well, you know, as you may know, last year <laughs> during the pandemic, in the beginnings of the pandemic, um, Pi Recordings put out in what language? They asked me if I had anything that I might want to just like a temporary kind of small project to put out in that in those in that period you know it was like a year ago basically and um i realized that we had a whole instrumental dub of that album with no lyrics uh and we caught we um, jokingly called it in what instrumentals <laughs> and uh um and so that we decided to put that out and actually revisiting that music has now these kind of like haunted empty spaces you know all these years later uh gave me a very different
Um, I really, um, it's interesting as well to me, um, you know, you're, you're drawing a lot of, um, drawing a lot from covers that are, well, I have two questions really, covers that are pretty amazing, you know, interesting pop music stuff that has, like, I'm thinking Michael Jackson, Jimmy Also, I mean, I, the, the quotation, thinking about Antonio Gramsci and the prison notebooks there. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm sitting there looking at it, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> you did do your research. <laughs> I, well, I love this album, and I played it. Oh, that's I, great. I haven't played it in a long time. Yeah. That one, uh, Celerando, the two, those two trio albums. Um, yeah, and then there's Break Stuff from 2015 also. But, uh, yeah, they all have... Um, something in there that i guess that's doing something like that i guess um maybe some kind of interface or engagement with vernacular <laughs> musical vernacular is music um, or like popular aesthetics or something like that um, partly because of what you know uh the rhythmic foundations the what the drums are doing the way the drums are mixed what they sound like you know um it's all of those things but then it's also what are these you know what are these artifacts to us like what is stevie wonder's big brother to us or what is um, the star of a story to us you know or even what is coltrane's countdown to us or what is um, joe henderson's version of night and day to us you know this kind of like um and I guess, I mean, that is the, you know, it's the tradition of um, re reinvention, you know, I guess, uh, of like tapping into historical um, influences, but then also trying to reinvent, to recreate them in the present or recreate them with an ear to the future. Well, your version of Night and Day you mentioned as well, I mean, from so I had to send to you really beautiful mm. transition and Thanks. amplification as well, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a fun one to play. It's sort of like, part of it is just us taking up the challenge of it because it's yeah. even, you know, what he did to it made it harder. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and then, uh, but then it wasn't hard at all for either Linda or Tyshawn. <laughs> so it was just a, it just came out. Came out.
KXSF comes from Chris Stover Properties, a San Francisco realtor who understands the city and can help you navigate the market whether you're a buyer or a seller. Chris believes that contributing to KXSF strengthens our diverse community by keeping live music and the arts alive. Contact Chris by calling him at 415-786-8020. Thanks for supporting independent radio KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco. And we're back. This is KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. And thank you for tuning in. We, I had such an amazing and wide-ranging discussion with Mr. Uh, Vijay Iyer that I had trouble editing it, clearly. But let me tell you what we heard. We were talking about sort of covers and and uh, in the background and just recently his take on uh, Night and Day, the classic standard, his new trio uh, with Linda Mayhan O oh on bass and Taishan Sori on drums and percussion and occasional piano, but not on this track. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. So the Night and Day, he gets into Joe Henderson and the effect of... Uh, uh, coming in that uh those footsteps so to speak and working with uh some of the og musicians but before that thinking of covers had talked about uh his various pop music covers one of my favorites in fact and i had to play it uh a version of mia's galong the galong trio riot version from historicity back there in uh, i think 2009 and i have in the background, or uh, again, with me on the phone as promised. And let's see if we can get him up. Josiah Luis Alderetti from uh, the, just most recently, having published, uh, having having published Old Bocho's E Baby Ashotos. You there? Yeah. Yeah, hey, buenas noches, Bob. How buenas you doing? Noches. Hello, everyone out in Radio Landia. <laughs> you are my favorite guest, man. Oh man, that's, that's that's high praise, actually. Thank you. Shit, I, 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 that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, you know, don't tell don't tell Mr. Vijay Ayer who we were just you know talking to, but you know he's 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 recording. You know, so, anyway. yes, yeah, you know, yes. yeah, he's probably well, you'll, not you'll... up. It's really late in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah, are man, you, man? Yeah. Tell me about Floricanto and and the festival that that's that's representing this coming week, man. Sounds amazing. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, we, we're everyone is so feliz and excited. Um, next week is uh, is, and it was really cool because I ran into you a map, uh, you know, last night, and, and it's just so nice to see all these Michigan homegrown cultural things returning. You know, so so we got map back, and now now next week is the the, the San Francisco Floricanto, the international literary festival that's been going on in um basically off of off of 24th street since uh, 2008 i believe is, is when the first floricanto happened here in la mission and um you know for those that don't know it's a celebration of a uh, latino latinx uh, literary uh people from here and from abroad and you know it, it's usually several days of, of wonderful like poetry readings and workshops and platicas and um this year we're actually we have, you know, we're, we're still in the Zoom mundo, so some of it is happening in the Zoom world. But um, something that was always really beautiful to me about the Floricanto is that, you know, 
traditionally it would be held in, in venues all up and down 24th Street. So it was also a way to promote the 24th Street, the Latino corridor, you know, and Latino, mm-hmm. Latino businesses and all of that. So um, that's still happening to a certain extent this year. Um, we're really happy and proud that um, Alley Cat Books is sponsoring several events um, in their gallery. So that's going to be going on live, um, you know, and you can, there's still going to be the mask requirements and, and all, all the distancing going on, but it'll be nice to be able to sit in, in, in community with people and, and enjoy the art, you know, in, in that way. But yeah, it starts um, the 10th. It's the first uh, night is Thursday um, and there's going to be an opening invocation to Xochipilli, uh, the Mexica God of Poetry. That's going to happen in Balmy Alley, kind of like an opening ceremony. Um, Jess Medina is going to give uh, read a poem to Xochipilli and there's going to be an small ceremony and that's going to be the kickoff and then later on that night there's going to be a, a live event at the long-running series that's been going on the alley cat forever Vosin tinta so that's going to be like a live a live uh reading in the gallery but it's also going to be broadcast in zoom as well excellent so yeah it's going to be beautiful and that's that's just the first night and then it's going through the 10th through the 13th and there's um poetry readings going on um there's also platicas uh, roberto lovato is going to give a platica um talk on the uh, legacy of the mission poet as warrior um there's we're really excited this year too because uh, uh saturday night we're actually doing our first uh floricanto kind of a community uh poetry award and uh oh, i'm so honored that. man we're, we're giving it to avacha this year which just is just such a beautiful way to start it you know no doubt but she's she it's, she's it's gonna, so deserving okay. and such a pioneer and you know of course oh dude in every, in every way you know like i mean dj uh poet playwright writer you know historian i mean she's fire so it's, it's that's going to be a really special ceremony and she's actually reading at the ceremony as well and um, she's going to be joined by leticia hernandez another mission icon mm. um as well as uh, um manny uh garcia i believe I, I'm, I'm butchering the name i should know the third one but yeah there's going to be uh, that's going on and we're real proud of that and um there's going to be uh pochino press is actually celebrating a uh, trilingual book release and there's going to be an event for that going mm-hmm. on too it's, it's book written in english mine and catchy uh for children so that's that's going to be beautiful man there's who, a who wrote that a latin uh, that's uh i can't remember no, the no, author okay. it's um all the info is up on the uh floricanto uh web and then there's also a facebook uh uh floricanto it's the san francisco floricanto so if you go to that there'll be uh, like very specific information of who's who's reading and, 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 you know, all those things. Great. So it's sfflorecanto.org? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, let me, um, hold on one sec. I can tell you, it's, it's the, 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 the org, and then there's also um, the Facebook page is San Francisco Floricanto. Ah. Did you, sorry, did I fade it out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it. that, that's floricanto.org, and then there's the, the, the Facebook page is the San, San, San Francisco Floricanto. And it's it's culminating with a, a reading and a discussion from uh, La Luz de la Tormenta, right? On Saturday is that the last? Or what yeah, but you know it's kind of spilling over into Sundays because we had so many. It was so beautiful, man, working with everybody um, to put this together. But we had like at the end, we actually had enough enough things for an extra day. So it actually, there's a couple of events. There's um this really cool reading of uh, poets from Tijuana mm. going on. Um, Sunday, I believe, in, in in the afternoon, and um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually three. It's the tenth through the thirteenth. But um, 
Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And there's going to, like I said, there's workshops and the platicas and the readings. And um, the other one that's really, really, uh, it's just so beautiful. Um, Nomadic Press put out a uh, anthology of Latinx youth writers called Exploring the Multiverse. And that, that, that reading is going to happen on uh, Saturday, and that's also going to be part of the celebration of the Flore Canto. So there's going to be a bunch of y- y- young folks reading where out of this it? new book. Where will that be designed? That'll be in the Zoom world. That's going to be in the Zoom mundo. And if you go to the to the Facebook page and the, and the, the web schedules, all the Zoom links are at, like, the event, you know, at, at the individual things to go in there, so. But for the people that want to be, uh, want to soak up 24th Street, like, you know, like, like like the old days before we were in the Zoom mundo, um, the the readings that are going to be happening live. Um, there's going to be a plática um, with Roberto Lovato. It's going to be in an Alley Cat Gallery, and you can go and attend that live. Um, that's going to be happening on Friday um, afternoon. I believe it's uh, from four to five, uh, and then uh, later on that night at Alley Cat, there's going to be a special. Uh, it's called the San Pancho edition of Speaking Ashalo, which is the uh, that's the long-running uh, Latinx Chicano reading series we've been doing in Oakland for like three years now, and we're doing a of which a which I have to broadcast. say you are an, an, an esteemed, the esteemed curator. Just to I'm, give you I'm one of the curators. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm the curator, but I also one of the beautiful things about the Speaking Ashalo series is we frequently invite folks to curate. Mm. You know, because I, I like to I tell people I'm a Chicano dinosaur, right? So you got to get a bigger perspective. And just the Chicano dinosaur. So we have like, like this month in our regular series, we're really excited. We have a Adid Medina from Fresno. She's bringing a bunch of Fresno poets to read. So Excellent. that's going to be beautiful. But um, the Speaking National Lo- going on for the Floricanto on Friday. That's featuring um, the one and only Alan Chazarro. Uh, y'all probably know Alan. He, he just put out Piñata Theory. He's an amazing uh, reporter. He writes for Mission Local and does a lot of good work in the community. He's going to be reading. He's one of the features, and then. Mimi Tempest, who's just a, oh my God, man, she's an elemental poet that's just, if anybody, if y'all ain't seen Mimi yet, uh, please tap in just for her because she's, she's elemental, man. She's a whole other thing. She's a force of nature. Excellent. So, yeah. And there's also going to be an open mic too. So that'll be exciting. So we'll get some live, live poetry, open mic going on too. So. Well, thanks for, for coming on and giving us the 411 about all that. Um, so again, uh, tell us the tell us the how to connect on Facebook and on the interwebs. Yeah, yeah, it's um, and actually, there's also sound like an old man here. Oops. Oh yeah, please. But, uh, there's also an Me IG, an, an Instagram account too. But it's a uh, the Facebook and the Instagram accounts are San, Fran, uh, San Francisco Floricanto, and uh, if you go there, there's um you know the posts for the events and there's schedules for the events too going on and um yeah you get most get all the information there including the zoom links on how to go how to go in case you want to tune in that way but uh yeah man i hope i hope i hope the community can come out because it'll be a it's just like i said it's just beautiful to see the art slowly coming back into our into our everyday lives you know and this will be a really wonderful celebration of not only our latinx culture but also our our beautiful neighborhood here in san pancho you know absolutely well, yeah, and I hope I see you there, Bob. I am. I'm going to make some of them. I, I yeah. you know, but you you have a packed schedule, and there's no way I'm going to be able to make it all. But there's definitely a few that I have put in my calendar, and yes. you see me out there, I'm sure. And it was really nice oh, to see you last night at Map and Viva Map. I'm so it glad was it's beautiful, back. man. Viva Map for sure, man. Yeah. Viva Map for siempre. Mission Arts and Performance Project. If you don't yeah. know, look it up. 
and for sure, Flori Canto, this coming, uh, this coming, beginning, uh, this coming Thursday, Thursday, Thursday yeah. the 10th, through the 10th Sunday through the, the 13th. 13th. So check it out. And thank you, Josiah Luis, for coming through. Thank you. Gracias, Bob. And hey, thank you for the keeping the airwaves uh, revolutionary, brother. Thank you. Trying to, trying to. Much love, yeah, man. Right. Thanks for your poetry right. as well. Hey, do you have a sure. short? You want to give us a short, like, word? You have something? I mean, uh, even a, an improv a little for Sochi Pile, maybe? A little invocation? Yeah, little man. Invocation I'll, I'll do for a, Sochi Pile? I mean, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the dark right here. Uh, but, uh, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, um, because we're doing a little 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 invocation to Sochi Pile, so we should probably do the Familia, the familia poem, and it's nighttime, right? So we got to give a little bit of the... Give a little bit of the old uh, dreaming vibes. So I'll give you a short one. Give you, give you a short one for those of y'all snuggling in your bed listening to Bob. <laughs> this is a uh, this is for my abuelo, my my grandpa Candido. It's uh, called Tochli Memoria. And for those of you that don't speak Mexica, Tochli means rabbit, which means conejo. Cuando I was un niño, there was this conejo that lived inside me, Grandpa Candido's bicep. Grandpa Candido would flex his San Luis Potosi brazo, and the niño that I was could suddenly see that conejo hopping and wiggling around inside his arm. And later on that night, cuando I went to go to sleep, that same conejito, man, that was in my grandpa Candido's bicep, it would use las estrellitas like a stepladder from la cocina to hop up into la luna like a little baby snuggling into his cuna. And the farther I drifted off to sleep and the darker que la noche got, the more I could see that conejo's silhouette up there, clear as a figura against the window shade. And the next morning when I'd wake up, mi grandpa Candido would already be out there in the backyard standing as tall as the eucalyptus trees with that conejo wiggling and hopping around inside his arm again. Right. Well, thank you so much for blessing us with those words, as always, Josiah Luis Alderete. And come through. Check it out, uh, folks out there in Radio Land, for the Flor SF Floricanto Festival all up and down 24th Street and in the Zimundo. And yeah. yeah, check it out. All right. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate gotcha, it, Josiah. Conejo dreams, everybody. <laughs> thank you. Good night. And so, yes, check it out. The Floricanto Festival. We are still I'm going to play a little bit more of this interview, maybe catch a few of the uh, amazing uh, recommendations. I asked him, you know, what, what is he listening to? And uh, we'll get a few of his answers. It goes a little long. I may have to chop it up a bit. But again, since we're taking a minute... I want to play this little PSA and come back to the interview that we've been having with the JR of uh, his new release on ECM, Uneasy, an amazing bit of music and an amazing career. Some incredible music, if you don't know. Again, 
dig deep. There's a lot there. So I'm going to do this first, though. KXSF is celebrating Pride by focusing on issues impacting different segments of the Bay Area LGBTQ community. To build community and inspire positive social change, the San Francisco-based Lyric Center for LGBTQQ Youth supports young leaders, families, and allies to build a world that honors, respects, and appreciates LGBTQQ youth and their contributions. To find out more, visit lyric.org or kxsf.fm slash kxsf-acts. And we're listening in the background again to the amazing version of Night and Day from Uneasy. But let's see what he has to say about what's up and coming. And maybe we'll play a little of this if we can make the time. It's getting late. It's 1130 here at KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF. FM. Thanks for tuning in to the Frequency Uplift. And thanks to Josiah Luis Alderete and the Flor y Canto Festival going off in the Mission District in the 24th Street Corridor and in the Zumundo from this coming Thursday the 10th to Sunday the 13th. Check it, folks. Currents in jazz that are coming out and that, that, that really draw from a lot of immigrants and diasporic communities and experiences um i wonder if there's like new music that you're listening to that you really enjoy you know thinking some of the uk scene and other folks hmm. here and the chicago scene you know like what's what's exciting you among your colleagues these days oh yeah well um It's a lot of things. I mean, one is Hafez Badir Sadeh, your yeah. your um, neighbor. I don't know. <laughs> He's somewhere out there. Uh, he made an album recently called Facets, mm -hmm. which I wrote the liner notes for because I loved it so much. Uh, uh, and it's him in duo with three different musicians all playing these retuned pianos. One of them is Tyshawn playing piano because he's a fantastic pianist. You may or may not know. I, um, I saw that in uh, <laughs> at that show at the SF performance. So. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, right. He played Celeste with yeah, me. Celeste. We played a duo, piano, Celeste duo. <laughs> That's so great. I love that. I love that feeling. Um, yeah, so it's the three pianists are Tyshawn and Craig Taborn and Chris Davis. Um, and it's just a monumental album. And there's especially like towards the end, I think it's maybe the second to last track. Um, I can't remember the title of it, but it is a duo of Hafez and Taishan that's um, dedicated to, inspired by his visit to Standing Rock. Mm. Um, you know, he went there and, and communed with the communities there and the activists there in that moment. Um, had a very, he's a very spiritual guy, and he had this real deep contact with some of the spiritual inhabitants of that place, of that community. That's one. The other is like, um, I was just over the last day, I've been listening a lot to uh, James Francis, his new album that just came out on Blue Note. Mm. Um, what is it called? <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Hold on, let me look it up because I was so deep in it, I forgot what the title was. <laughs> it's um, Purest Form. And then uh, 
my first PhD student graduated and her work, her, her name is Rajna Swaminathan. She put out an album a couple of years ago called Of Agency and Abstraction on uh, the Biophilia label, which is run, in fact, by Linda Mahan O's husband, <laughs> Fabian Almazan. We're all one big happy family. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, so that, that her first that was her first album um, but since then she's been developing a lot of new work that uh, is not on uh, not released yet but is uh, or has been released as a video performance um, and so the, there's a lot in store coming from her she's a fantastic music maker really uh, she, so she's a percussionist and vocalist composer uh, pianist <laughs> like She's uh, she comes from. Uh, I mean, her musical background is that uh, she studied uh, South Indian percussion. This instrument called the murdanga. It's a two-headed barrel drum that uh, is played sitting down. And uh, from that tradition, she became a like an incredibly contemporary artist, which is very rare. It doesn't happen very often. So. Uh, and plus, she's one of the only women in the world playing that instrument. It's, it tends to be a male-dominated scene. So, anyway, yeah, those are three. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, definitely two unknown to me, and I'll definitely yeah. Great.
Mm. Well, thank you so much, Vijay, for spending what's turned into a fairly long time. Oh, yes. Thank you. I really appreciate the conversation and your music. Um, The album Uneasy was released uh, early part of April with Tashan Sori and Linda Mahan O. Brilliant work. And I really, um, yeah, I've I've loved your music from the moment I heard it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing, hearing more and your next, your next steps. Thanks so much. I'm honored. Thanks for supporting all music <laughs> and especially uh, for your kind words about mine. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. This is Vijay Iyer. You're listening to KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. And that was the culmination of quite a long interview with a bunch of different tracks we heard. The uh, woman he was just uh, talking about, his PhD student and a master of that South Asian instrument, uh, percussion instrument. That was Rajna Swaminathan track, Peregrination, featuring Anjana uh, Swaminathan uh, from Of Agency and Abstraction from 2019 on Biophilia Records. And then before that, one of the tracks uh, he was mentioning of um, Hafez Mordizada, uh, of a great percussionist and multi-instrumentalist, um, in the area and uh, in collaboration with Taishan Sori, who is part of this new trio uh, uh, that we were discussing. So that was uh, Hafez uh, Mordezada uh, with Taishan Sori, the track Facet Sori from Facets, uh, and just out actually this year as well on uh, Pi Recordings. Um, and I'm going to finish this track and uh as promised i thought i would get into some local some local and new jazz music just for the heck of it um but this is again the as he was talking about the in what instrumental release instrumentals from the amazing color of my circumference uh uh, instrumentals from um i'm sorry from in what language and this track the color of my circumference. We'll play that, and then we're going to play uh, one of the tracks uh, with that I love from uh, that spoken record, addressing the immigrant experience, the surveillance state, and all of that. So thanks again for tuning in to the Frequency Uplift in honor of Zochi Pili tonight the god of poetry, the god of uh, altered experiences, the god of um, gay love in that ancient, ancient place. Here on Pride Month in KXSFLP San Francisco. Thanks for tuning in.
pursuit of a universal truth, history has become the recording of echoes. Of the hollow, the absence of the missing, the weight of the silent, the weight of their witness, the weight of cancelled walks, weddings, plowings, breaths, secrets, loves, defecations, wishes, haunts, kisses, sighs. The weight of their gaze on the hand of their murderers. The axe, the gun, the spear, the cannon, the bomb, the penis, the letter, the decree, the whisper, the sneeze, the bite, the wind. Record. Record the small gasp a mother made in the last hours of her knotted stomach turning in on its empty self as she learned her death was not an act of God. Record.
some jerk. Saucy on a mate, chippy jam like a winking, cutting up a trade win. Good hope stepped on a bag of talkie talkie. Celebration long gone, green call, walkie walkie. In Kumunyukaro, hello, SOS to who? It's Shook and Jive International. Arrival on the depart and we've been sticking peanut butter on tongue like TV. Whose line is it anyway? I can't say it, but I feel it. And it's heavy. This is Raul Vargas, a San Francisco-based musician representing the bands Macru, Dos Bandoleros, and Stamble Connection. I want to give a shout-out to KXSF Radio for always holding it down and supporting local businesses, providing a home for many local artists and bands. Please consider donating online today at kxsf.fm. Thanks for supporting the local music scene by supporting non-profit community radio, KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. Support for KXSF comes from The Music Store, an independent record store located in San Francisco's West Portal Business District. For more than two decades, The Music Store has featured two floors filled with music and movies, bins and bins of vintage vinyl, new and used CDs and tapes, and rare hard-to-find DVDs and videos. You can pick up a replacement record needle and even learn to play guitar all in the same visit. The Music Store, located at 66 West Portal Avenue. Thanks for supporting KXSF 102.5 FM San Francisco.
So we're listening to a little local music, some uh, a one set string, two OGs from the area, Eddie Gale and Prince Lasha, and some new Turks, so to speak. This is David Boyce of Brown Fellini's and various other folks uh, writing uh, for this ensemble. The 6x6 release on Eric Unsound. Uh, this is subatomic music. For that, we heard DJ Ayer and Mike Ladd from the uh, release In What Language. We talked about that, had a great interview with the JR uh, last week and cut that up to the best of my ability. Uh, some things were lost. But it was, it was a great discussion, I thought. Anyway, I had fun. And uh, that uh, we were listening to music from Uneasy, the new release, uh, just out in April. Check it. But we heard Mike Ladd and VJ Iyer, the J Iyer, excuse me, from the, dent, the, from the In What Language, the density of the 19th century. You got Takashi in the house getting ready for Interstellar Nights. In just a few minutes, I want to say thank you again to Josiah Luis Alderetti and the Floor Ecanto Festival. Good night. Thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for SF's outgoing poet laureate Kim Shuck on our second Sunday's Poets. Excited to have her in the house reading from her new book, Exile Heart. Thanks for tuning in. Uplift. This is Vijay Iyer. You're listening to KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM.